seen you after the service. I promise we don't have a t-shirt gun. I'm not hitting anybody. <clears throat> not hitting anybody this morning. And uh, hopefully won't uh, hopefully won't uh, melt anybody's ears either. And uh, so we'll uh, do that. Ephesians 6, 18, 19, and 20. If you're willing and able, stand with us. We pay honor to God and His Word. Ephesians 6. Praying always with all prayer, supplication in the Spirit. Watching thereunto with all perseverance, supplication for all saints. If you want to summarize... New Testament personal praying and church praying, you do, you do a lot worse than verse 18. Say, I want my prayer life to be what it ought to be. Um, verse 18 is your go-to verse, verse 19. Pray for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Now, most of us don't have trouble with our thumbs or our keyboards or even our speech being bold, but he says, I want to make known the gospel, the mystery of the gospel. Jew and Gentile alike, the chief Ephesians 3.14, this is the mystery that he has revealed. Verse 20, why? Because I'm an ambassador in prison, in bonds, in jail. That therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. I want to talk to you about the weapon of all prayer. Would you pray with me right now? Father God, help me to preach your word. Power and authority, I pray you'd Take away the distractions, take away for what's got to happen this afternoon and tomorrow and this week. And just for a moment, focus here. And I pray, Lord, that you would help me in these moments, that, uh, that I would be sensitive to the Spirit of God. And, uh, and I pray you'd help us. Help us not to feel guilty. Help us not to bemoan the past or think about our own uh, failures in this area. But instead, Lord, we would... We very consciously commit again that we would be people of prayer and uh, that we would follow you this way. I ask it in your son's wonderful name, and amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Make sure everything, <coughs> everything works up here. We're good. <coughs> We're talking about, talking about the weapon of all prayer, weapon of all prayer. We started off last week, and I, and I reminded you, we're going to put it on things. We're going to have it up on the walls. But I encourage you, as you, put in God, as you put God first in 2023, that that ought to look a little something like this. It ought to, it ought to look like this a little bit. You ought to give God first place in your heart. <clears throat> you ought to give God first place in your heart. I don't know you can put God first at all until you have confessed your sins and put your faith and trust in the finished work of Calvary. I don't, I don't, believe, <clears throat> I don't believe that at all. Uh, if I can get any, uh, somebody go back there. I just need something more up here. I don't know what, we've got something cut down. If you don't mind, I'm going to preach myself hoarse if we can. So It's a little more modern. Forgive me for doing that, <clears throat> but I felt it, uh, felt it going out. So you need to give God first place there. I suggest you give God the first moments of every day. That your day, you, and again, that may look like nothing more than the edge of your bed in a moment of prayer, and then at lunchtime, or if you're a second or third shifter, at supper or at midnight, you take those moments to have that time alone with the Lord. You will do what you're programmed to do. You will do what you're systematized to do. You will do what's part of your good habits and make that a habit. Make that a habit. By the way, that's an easier habit to keep when you do what? When you start that day that way, Lord, this is your day and it belongs to you. Help me to find the gospel opportunities. Help me to, to love my family. Help me to be honoring to you. Guard my mouth. Whatever that is, whatever that looks like, and start that day and then start the day in the Word. 
in the Word. We've had all the devotional guides. Many of you have commented to me. You've sent me notes. You're really enjoying the page a day, and it's been helpful to you. And so whatever that looks like, you can do that. <coughs> you can do that again. This QR code there in the corner, you can click on that. Take a picture of that, and that'll take you to some suggested reading plans in the Version app. If you're a digital person, you can, you can do that. Make some time today. Some of you read the Scripture together. You, you, you that are married, you hold hands and you pray. Man, what phenomenal way to do. Give God the first moments of your day. I suggested for the year, make sure you give God the first day of the week. Give God the first day of the week. I'm, I'm astounded. I'm astounded by how little we honor God in this area. I, I'm, I'm, I'm convicted. I'm convicted. People say, man, Tennessee's a, Tennessee's a, a Christian place. I don't know what they mean by that. Uh, maybe because we don't act like some states in the West Coast or some places, maybe that's what they mean. Maybe they mean we're conservative. and everybody, I, I don't know what they mean, but I, 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 think, I think the easiest thing you can do is make sure that you give God the first day of the week. Somebody say, what's the best kept secret of your church? I s- always say the same two things. One, <coughs> I say three things. One of three things. I say one's my wife. Best kept secret at our church. Yes, sir. If you see something that's really good, really, really, really amazing, I got, I got news for it. I got news for you. The bald man didn't have anything to do with it. And, uh, and uh, probably, probably her or somebody else. Secondly, I, I'm, I'm thrilled by how many men's groups we have meet and study the scripture and learn the word and all and that is so such a blessing here and then and then the third best kept secret is wednesday night midweek service midweek service some of you take turns you speak uh, brandon spoke for us wednesday night some of you get to do those things we got some more folks we'll be asking to speak soon and do that and then six o'clock i mean there's a basic bible truth class that goes on and a good small group that meets in the back, and then the, then the teenagers and the middle schoolers, they meet, and they're in the Word, and they bring their devotional books, and they get a check and make sure that they're doing that. Give God those moments. Prioritize that in your life. I say give God the first part of your, your income. We'll preach about that soon. And make sure that you're being a good steward. Then give God the right of refusal, the first option in every decision, in every decision. Make sure you're doing that. Along with that, Along with that, I want to encourage you, make, make 2023 uh, a year of prayer. Not a year of prayer, but make it a day of prayer, and then another day of prayer, and another day of prayer. <coughs> I, uh, I, I got a neat thing earlier this week. I got to, I got to shake hands and, and tell uh, Tony Evans, who's a, a very well-known, 150-some book author and preacher, and, and got to shake his hand, get my picture with him, and... and uh, his wife had, had cancer at the same time I was uh, doing through some things and, and told him that, you know, Andre and I prayed for he and his family and prayed after she passed and just had a few moments with him. And, and, uh, and, uh, and when he was preaching, he mentioned, he mentioned the movie that his, that his daughter put together, The War Room. She actually, she actually did so much in. Part of, part of her character was, for those of you who have not seen it, the setup, more than like her husband doesn't know Jesus. Marriage is coming apart. She's a nominal Christian at best. And an older lady pours in her life and says, you, you need to learn to pray. <clears throat> they buy. They, 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 they go to this house, got the room. She, she uh, shows her the room. She takes the idea back to her nice house, basically cleans out the shoes and the fluff. And she turns that closet that was given to clothing and extra 
into a place of prayer. Man, she starts to pour out her heart for her husband, for her. And the movie's about the transforming power of prayer, and it's entitled The War Room, The Place of Prayer. He mentioned that, and I'd already been, I already knew where I was headed today, and <clears throat> Lord willing, I thought again, you know, that's, that's how we are, isn't it? That's how we are. Until our back's against the wall, prayer is a nice decoration instead of an absolute necessity. But man, when we get backed into the wall, when the doc says bad news, or the spouse says I'm gone, or the kid's rebelling, or the daughter comes in expecting and she's not married, whatever that is, when the boss says, I'm sorry, we got to let you go, it's one thing to come in hungover on Monday, but you've been hungover for three months. And we can't count on you to do anything. And when your back's against the wall, then all of a sudden we figure out how to pray. And prayer becomes our last resort instead of our first option. And that's not how it's described here. It's described here as one of two offensive weapons. The first you find a few verses earlier. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The memorized, familiar Word. The rhema of the Word. And that Word that you know is the Word that becomes the weapon. It's not the Bible you carry, but the Bible you've hidden in your heart. And then he says all prayer. John Bunyan coined the phrase, the weapon of all prayer. And I borrowed, I love the expression, because we don't think of it. In fact, we're so foolish, what do we do? You can hit us with whatever bad news there is, and we'll say the dumb thing. Well, just thoughts and prayers. I'd rather, I'd rather you give me a peppermint. At least I got something then, right? I don't need your good wishes. I don't need your warm feelings. I don't need the cosmic vibes of the universe dealing with me. If you're going to pray with me and pray for me, man, I expect it to inconvenience you a little bit. I'm assuming that if you say you're going to pray, you're going to pray, you're about to give me some time and some effort and some energy. That's one thing, man, uh, somebody taught me to do. Man, if I tell you I'm going to pray, I'm nine times out of a ten. I'm pulling something out of my pocket, and I'm going to write it down because I just covenanted with you and committed that I would go and intercede for you and do that. Truth of the matter is, if I'm, if I'm misplaced or it's serious enough, I don't know how many of you i have done this to you in the lobby. I'll grab your hand. We'll pray right there. Why? Because it is one of the two offensive weapons available to the believer. And it must be utilized if you're going to be effective in the spiritual battle. Anybody here struggle to live right? Struggle to be consistent? Struggle to have a good testimony at work? Have a good testimony at work, get home, lose it in front of the family? Anybody do okay with the family and act like, act like you never heard of Jesus at work? Anybody here, man, you get all quiet when you should be speaking up? You want to stand? That's what he says over and over in chapter 6. Stand, stand, stand. You want to put on the armor of God? Well, let me give you, let me give you a weapon. Let me give you a weapon. Let me, let me help you here. Just two ideas this morning, and I'm going to give you the application from the book of Ephesians. Number one, prayer ought to characterize the life of a believer. Prayer, ought to, prayer should <coughs> characterize the life of the believer. That was a little eastern North Carolina and east Tennessee. I don't think there is a word that has A-W-T in it. I'll try and enunciate more clearly. Prayer should characterize the life of the believer. Look at verse 18. <clears throat> Let's take it apart. Praying always with all prayer, supplication of the Spirit, and watching there too with all perseverance, supplication for all saints. He starts off there. He says all prayer and supplication. Prayer. <coughs> <coughs> Pardon me. 
pardon me, Homer Kent says, Homer Kent says a soldier may have the best of equipment and still be of no help in the battle unless he's deployed at the right place and at the right time. He must stay in constant communication with his commander-in-chief. He uses the expression here, all prayer and all supplication. We must do this. This is the generic general term. This is the, the worshipful approach to God. There's a, there's a thing. It's a, it's, it's a southern thing. <clears throat> uh, in one sense, it's, a, it's an international thing. To pray is to uncover the head for men. To pray is to take off your hat, to uncover your head, to do whatever. To, to be honorable for so many is to uncover your head. It is to show someone is more worthy than I am. And that part has kind of attached itself to this word as it's passed through the years. When I pray, I used to teach, when I taught junior church, I'd say, you, you bow your head to show honor to God. You close your eyes to help you pay attention. And we bow and we close and we understand that we are talking to the one who is worthy. By the way, I think you can pray going down the road. I think you can pray in your car. I think you can pray at a sporting event. I think you, I think you can pray before you got to give bad news. I, I think anywhere and all times it is appropriate. But the heart condition is I am talking to the one who is worthy. There's a sense of worship that is there. Sense of worship. If you can somebody stand on your belly when you're half asleep and a prayer pops out that you've said about 8,000 times, maybe you ought to mix it up just a little bit. Someone suggested to me years ago, if you're bored and you're praying, get out a pen and a paper. You'll find it hard to write the same thing over and over every day. Mix it up a little. Maybe the themes are the same. He's a supplication. That's the list. That's the intercession here. In all of this, there is to be, there is to be variety. There's to be constant communication that's there. He says you pray all prayer and supplication. He says pray in the Spirit. <clears throat> pray in the Spirit. The Spirit begins to always, by the way, says frequency. Frequency. I'm really not trying to hand out guilt today. I'm not. But, but it'd be odd for us to miss... Two or three meals, wouldn't it? It'd be, it'd be the exception to miss four or five, to miss three or four days of, of eating. I had to have a medical test where I had to fast. I had my last solid food on Sunday night. I had a bone broth, which is just, which is just enough of a tease to an overweight man to make me angry. I had bone broth and, uh, and water on, uh, on Monday. had the procedure on Tuesday. There was a mouth, there was a, it was a complication. They sent me home and said, uh, said, can't eat again today. I said, I said, I don't like you very much. And, uh, and day two turned into day three, and I'd already made up my mind. Uh, I said, no matter what happens, what happens with the procedure, I'm eating. I am eating. Uh, I, don't, I don't do this. I felt, I felt uh, funny, felt thin. And, uh, and so the procedure was okay again, which didn't even matter. He said, you're just going to need to... You're going to need to eat, uh, eat slowly. Let your stomach respond. I said, my stomach's up to speed, doc. And uh, anyway, and uh, Andrea drove me in my anesthesia state over to, uh, over to uh, uh, go, uh, not going Crow, uh, Cracker Barrel, Cracker Barrel, and I, un I ordered Uncle Herschel's and Aunt Phyllis 
and in a side order to go play. And, uh, and sure enough, I wasn't able to eat much of it. But anyway, I got some food in me. Got some food in me. It was abnormal. Always should characterize us. I'm content. Part of what we get to do on Wednesdays is spend extra time in prayer. I'm content at the end of a service. And we get to pray. We get to pray. We get to pray out in the lobby. We get to pray for one another. We get to pray in groups after this. You get to pray in your, in your, in your discipleship groups. You get to do this. This ought to characterize us. He says, pray in the Spirit. I am submitted to the will of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. He is working in me and through me. God, help me do this. Again, part of what goes on in my life as I pray, as I start to line up with the will of the Father. God, whatever you want in my life, whatever you've got planned for, Lord, help me to be active where you are active, where you are active. Number four, he says, being watchful, watching there in two. There's some discussion, disagreement, or some, some, uh, some good discussion. Are you still with me this morning? Let me say amen. There's some discussion. Is, it, is he saying be watchful for yourself? Is it reflexive or being watchful? Hey, hey, I, I need to pray for joy. I, I, I don't think joy's doing well. I think joy's doing well. Joy came in the other day. She came in the other day. She was riding on a motorcycle, motorcycle, and she got a neck tattoo. Uh, I, I need to pray for Joy. How many, of you, how many of you think church would be more exciting if Joy came in riding on a motorcycle? All right. <laughs> and uh, he came in. Is, is he talking about watching there and two, praying? Uh, you know, Bobby's like, I'd like that. And uh, praying there and two. Is, is it that? Is it, is it hey, hey, so-and-so wasn't here, and the last time I saw so-and-so, man, their, their pupils were dilated, and, and, and they reeked of alcohol. And, and is, is he talking about that, or is it, is it, is it reflexive? <clears throat> I think, kind of based on what's going on, it's pr- it's, we're probably talking about both. Let me help you. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to pray watchfully if you don't know people's names. Andre and I, uh, we moved here. Church was running church where we were at, um, and Andre was serving at, uh, average Sunday, probably 600, big Sundays, eight, 900. You know how many folks you can know in a church of <coughs> seven, eight, 900? About, about 79, 78, 79. You know what you can know in a church this size? About 78 or 79. It's the average person can keep up with about that many folks, some more, some less. It's not the size of the place. It's the intent. It's the intent. <coughs> pastor at a conference when I was 30 some years ago said learn this question learn this question how can I pray for you and then mean it be watching be watching I miss you here's what we'll do somebody will get off into sin and we don't pray for them and we gossip about them they're not doing what they're supposed to we are to be watching. We're to be watching. We're to be vigilant. We're to be vigilant. How many of you understand that the devil's a roaring lion and walks about seeking whom he may devour? That he's interested in busting up marriage, busting up families. He's interested in, in, in engorging himself on your children and grandchildren that he wants to seek and destroy. And he'll get us to fight one another. You be watchful. You be watchful. Number five, he says, pray with all perseverance there. That's the persistence. Persistence. Squire Parsons, we got to hear him sing some years back, part of a celebration weekend. 
popularized the song, Hello Mama. I just called to tell you, all those tears you've shed for me, they were not in vain. And Mama, tonight while walking down a country road, I thought that you should be the first to know that tonight's the night I got saved. You pray persistently. Pray for your children, your grandchildren. Pray for, pray for your marriage. Andre and I have the privilege of being connected to a couple that succeeded us in youth ministry where we first served at as a, as a married couple. Their marriage imploded and then it just exploded. <clears throat> Kids torn, both Christian college graduates. Absolute mess. He never gave up hope. She, she went in the far country. Six years in, six years in, they talked a little bit. <clears throat> He stuck his heart way out there, gave her opportunity. God began to renew some things. Seven years after the fact, they remarried. They remarried. God has given them now a ministry of going around the country and going in churches, doing weekends, talking about how God put their marriage back together and through praying people, in particular their praying husband, who never gave up. You be persistent. You be persistent. Here's what we do. We, we treat prayer like microwave. Man, if it ain't done in three minutes, it ain't going to get done. You pray. You pray. You pray for your children. Pray for your children to come. You pray for your nieces, your nephews. You pray for each other. Pray for each other. It's hard to fight. You can. Man, hold hands. Pray. Pray for one another. Tell each other to do that. Pray, pray for your single. Again, <clears throat> pray. Pray for your spouse to be whatever it is. You keep praying. You pray for revival. You pray for God to work in lives. He says, and pray for all the saints. These are the objects, the objects of our prayer. Prayer should characterize the life of the believer. Secondly, prayer ought to characterize the life of the church. It ought to characterize the life of the church. <clears throat> Your Bibles are open there. Let me, let, me help you. let me help you with some things. You, you, you ought to pray. You ought to pray for these things. You ought to pray for these things. I've got them there, don't I? Yeah. Pray for these things. Flip, flip around with me. I went back, I went back a couple weeks ago, I went back again this week, and just looked at the things that the apostle asked us to pray for, or that he prayed for, or that he mentioned. You want to fill out your prayer list biblically? Here you go. Y'all pray for your church. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. True the matter is, he starts the book off with a prayer. Wherefore, also, after I heard of your faith, cease not, verse 16, to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Pray for the church, for God to move. I ask the Lord again, God, do you want us to get to 100? God, how many can we reach this year? God, the folks that are strangling and hanging on, who haven't gotten baptized, Lord, help them to follow you in believers' baptism. Pray for, pray for the power of God in the services. Pray for your church. He says, pray for them to be holy. He lists all kinds of things. Pray for your family, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, honor, respect your husbands, children. Obey your parents and the Lord for this. Pray for your family. Pray for your family. The problems we've had is we've figured out everybody else is supposed to take care of our family, whatever that family looks like. Instead, man, you pray. You pray. By the way, if your family, if your family fits in the driver's seat of your car, man, you pray for your family, your extended family. You pray for your relatives and all. Pray for your family. Pray for relationships. Pray for relationship. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Be quick to what? Forgive. Forgive. To be alive is to be offended. 
you haven't been offended lately, you're just not paying attention. Be quick to forgive. Quick to forgive. Restore those relationships. Even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you, you pray for relationships. Somewhere in the last ever how many years, it's become a, become a great thing, man, to be angry and bitter. Be angry and sin not. I still want to win that person I disagree with. I still need them to come to Christ because I was on the outside looking in. And God can save me. He can save him. Somebody say amen to that. Man, you pray for relationships. Pray for relationships. You pray for relationships. Pray for the church. <coughs> pray in your battles. <coughs> Put on the whole armor of God. You're in Ephesians there. Go to chapter 4, verse 1. I therefore, the prison of the Lord, beseech you, you walk worthy of the vocation wherein you are called. <laughs> the erudite, missionary, pioneer, 12 books in the New Testament. He's in jail for doing what's right. You pray in your battles. And if I do what's right, it'll all work out okay. That's just not true. You may do exactly what's right, and it all goes sideways. And life get real complicated for you. Pray in your battles. Pray in your battles. God, help me. Help me be faithful. Ephesians chapter 6, again, stand, stand, stand. Do what you're supposed to. Honor God. Pray this way. Now I lay me down to sleep is fine to start with, but it isn't going to cut it. You pray this way. Pray for workers. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Ephesians 4, verse 11. <clears throat> and he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for the perfecting the saints, for the work of the ministry. What are they to be doing? They're to be training. Be training. One of the signs here, and this is one of the convictions that, that really has hit me in the last few weeks, is maybe we don't have all the workers we need. Maybe we don't have all the servants that we need. Maybe we don't have all the things that I think we need in order to continue to go forward and reach Hardin Valley and Carnes and, and Farragut and this end of town and West Knoxville and to make the impact. Maybe we don't have that because I'm not praying enough about that. Because that's what we're to do. And God gives those people that we need. Average age in our area, our demographic's 43, 2.3 kids. Again, I still don't understand. It used to be 1.7. I still don't understand what a third of a kid is. Maybe just small. We're reaching our area. Our area. Our area. <coughs> our area comes with family. Our area comes with opportunity. I dreamed again. I walked outside a couple weeks ago, and I said, you know, man, if we add on to the playground there and, <coughs> and we do this, we have this, this whole contraption, and, and, and we do these kind of things there, and, and uh, you know, I'm saying, you know, now we've got the, the awning out there fixed and all those kind of things. You know, what we, what we should have done, we should have put an in-ground baptism out there. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, and then for extra money, we could have put jacuzzi you know, jets in there, you know, rented, rented out, you know, just, you know, and kind of, thing. I'm, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Uh, but I did, I did have a thought, man, when we, when we had everything dug all to pieces, we could have we put something right there. And, uh, and uh, you know, had it, and then everybody could stand around when you get baptized, and it, it'd be just one of those things, you know, you just walk in, get baptized, walk right back out. And uh, it's a good idea way too late after the fact. Man, we need workers. God, how can you use me? What can you do with me? Pray for the lost to be saved. You're in Ephesians. Go to 2, chapter 2, verse 8. Chapter 2, verse 8. <coughs> for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. 
It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast weary his workmanship. Pray for people to have their life changed. Their absolute life changed. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Who, who's on your list? How long is your list? How often do you visit your list? Because if you know Christ this morning, I knew somebody prayed for you. One of the signs I can tell when I'm getting a calloused heart is there are no people I'm calling out to God for. That is a hundred percent of the time that's a problem in Rodney's heart. I can be mad with people instead of interceding for people. You pray. Pray for them. Pray to be controlled by the Spirit of God. We went over that. Ephesians chapter 4. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess or dissipation. Don't be controlled by alcohol. Instead, be being filled by the Spirit of God. Be controlled by the Spirit of God. If you want to look at a prayer list, you look no further than the book of Ephesians there. <clears throat> Paul prays. He says, and pray for me, by the way. He doesn't say pray for me to be delivered. <laughs> he doesn't say pray for me to get better. Be more comfortable. He says, pray for the gospel. Pray for me to be bold, no matter what the cost. Pray for me to have utterance and boldness in my life and in my speech. In my speech. <clears throat> One man said it like this, intercession should always make requests that lead to the spread of the gospel. Pray for Wooddale Church over there on Strawberry Plains, uh, Strawberry Plains exit. Pray for the new pastor. Pray for their opportunity to try and refurbish. The building had, had lots and lots of needs. They're trying to put, put money in, fix the parking lot, get some signage, get some people can drive by and never see the place. They're doing all these things. The pastor's driving 30 miles one way. Man, we pray for them that the gospel go forward. This huge drug problem around where they are. Man, pray for them. They'd impact that. They'd impact that. Pray for the believers down at the Cedar Bluff schools. Man, they'd be bold. They'd reach their students. They'd impact parents. And it's there on the front lines. Man, ask God to do that. Pray for John and Edsko. They'd be able to get back to Japan. They'd restart some things. That God would give them impact with the Japanese-speaking people here in our area. That the gospel would go forward. That's what he says pray for. <clears throat> if you pray, and it's like praying in a mirror, and it's all about you, I don't know you're praying biblically like you should. You just pray. It ought to characterize the life of the church. It ought to characterize the life of the believer. See, when we pray, we pray, I'm done. When we pray, I think, I think there'll be more conviction. There should be conviction. Be more conviction. See, when there's more conviction, there's more conversions. As long as following Jesus is the difference between wearing a navy blue sweatshirt and a black sweatshirt, I don't know if folks are that interested in getting converted. You understand what I'm saying? But if it's a difference in life and death, and you feel the crushing burden of your sin, and you see the wonder of the love of the Lord who died on the cross... 
then when we pray, man, there'll be more conviction because, because people need to be converted from their sins. It isn't about being confirmed or getting wet as a kid. It isn't about going through a class. It isn't about an sad experience or whatever. It's about I knew that I was deeply a sinner and that Christ died for me. See, when there's more decisions, there'll be more disciples. <clears throat> Andre and I and, and uh, Riley went to a UT football game right after, or after they beat Al- Alabama. And man, it was a fever pitch. I didn't know we were getting in. Everybody was having a mighty fine time outside of the stadium. We got in, got turned around. We sat in exactly the right seat in exactly the wrong section. I've never been kicked out of a football game uh, before. And those people were there, and we had to walk all through them, and we had to walk past other people. And, and we sat there, and, and it was the exact, exact same view, exact same seat, exact same seat. And, and, we, were, and we were there, and I just, uh, you know, and there was room. We could have stayed where we were and just slid down. But anyway, uh, you know, we, uh, we, did as, we did as we were told, and, and we were there, and everybody was happy to be there, and everybody was happy before the kickoff, and they were playing uh, some middle school boys' teams from somewhere. And it was, a, it was a massacre. I don't know what it was. It was a massacre, and, and everybody was there. Everybody was there, and, and I, I looked around, and I said, you know, you, you don't have to wonder who's rooting for who. Because every time a good play happened or a touchdown happened, you heard the first note, and then everybody started singing. You don't know how everybody sang so well, being so liquored up. Uh, but anyway, that's a different phenomenon. If we can spot a University of Tennessee Vols fan, an ecstatic joy come out because pigskin crossed, broke the plane of the 100-yard line, I mean, we, we ought to... It ought to be easy for us to be found out too. Be more disciple, and we be, and the more we're impacted by the word, I think the more we will influence the world. We'll make disciples and make disciples, and we impact the world. That's why we unapologetically encourage biblical stewardship. That's why we want you to get in a group. That's why you need to find a job, find a place to serve, get busy doing that. And then as God grows us, man, we continue to pray and ask him. If prayer is a nice decoration, then you will never view it as the vital weapon. It is the marvelous weapon, John Bunyan said, of all prayer. All prayer. Pray with me right now. Father. <coughs> I don't want to talk about praying. I want to pray. I don't want to act like I'm praying. I want to pray.